Ari, every, um, every day you wake up and you see some pretty crazy things. Like, uh, no, yes, please. yes, it's true. I'm telling you right here. You heard it here first on the Brock Larry podcast. You, you really do, though. You, you see people driving in their cars with masks on, even when they're alone sometimes. And it's like, what, what is going on with you people that you think that this is necessary? I mean, you can say, okay, well, they, maybe they forget that they have it on. No, no, no. I don't think that's enough. I, I just don't buy that. I think they, they purposely keep it on. They think they're doing something for the world. We talked about this before, right? This is their mission all of a sudden. They don't have any sense of purpose in anything else, but, but, but they are saving mankind, you understand, and that's the reason why they wear it. By keeping themselves being infected by themselves. Right, obviously. exactly right. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, I'm not just talking about COVID now. I'm talking also, generally speaking, about the absurdities that we're seeing around us. And then you have, as another absurdity, um, the immigration, the border crisis that's going on, and I think it is a crisis, uh, the, where there's this overwhelming surge of people from Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador you know, and Mexico just trying to overwhelm the border, and they are succeeding in doing so. And the response of the left is that this is either not a crisis or it's a situation of Trump's making for some reason. It's, it's a madness going on. I mean, there's no sense, there's no common sense to it. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, and then you have uh, these shootings that are happening, these twin shootings. One happened in Atlanta, one happened in Colorado. Um, one in the case of some nut who apparently has some sort of sex issue. And that's the reason why he went about his killing spree. Of course, it's, he's just the, it's the mindset of a madman. Um, and, and, but the, the national response to that and how crazy that was, that it somehow was an Asian-American uh, hatred thing going on. And then uh, only a couple of days later, a killing in Colorado where it's clearly a, a Muslim guy who has ties to ISIS or at least uh, uh, whatever, what, passion for ISIS or allegiance to ISIS and clearly acting in a terrorist sort of way. And then the issue about gun control. Okay. So, and you scratch your head and you say, this is all madness. And here's an observation I would like to bring, to bring up. The one commonality that I'm beginning to notice is that in leftist ideology, it's this rejection of the notion of reality altogether, right? They will... What's, what's the word I'm looking for, Ari? I'm, uh, it's a, um, they, they don't, they, it's a willing suspension of disbelief. That's what it is. You hear about that phrase in movies, right? That when you go see a movie, um, you willingly suspend your disbelief in order to enjoy the movie. Right? To accept you, the story being presented to you as real enough to believe. Right, yeah. yeah. So, for example, in Star Wars, you, it, it, you don't think to yourself, gosh, well, you know, hi, how is it that they can go on a, a different planet and uh, they, they breathe air without a helmet and, and so forth? And, and the gravity is always the same. And, you know, everything is always just fine and dandy in Star Wars. No, you, you willingly suspend your disbelief and you enjoy the movie. Okay. Well, that's all good and well when you're enjoying the movies, but... Uh, in reality, when we're actually dealing with political events, these lefties, they, uh, they willingly suspend their disbelief on every issue that you can think of. So I'm going to lay out a few of them right now. The immigration situation we just talked about, the border crisis, where they just either pretend it's not happening 
or they say that anything that is happening is a reflection of racist policies that were started by Trump, okay? Uh, when it comes to the gas prices just jumping up, they, they don't want to think for a moment that that's because of the destruction of the fracking policies and the threats to the uh, oil industry, generally speaking, that Biden has been pushing. No, not, not, not that at all. Um, they, they, they think it's something to do with Trump. Uh, and then, of course, the willing suspension of disbelief when it comes to the election results. How anyone could look at those election results and say to themselves that that all makes sense to them, despite all the anomalies that we've already gone, and I'm not going to go through it all over again, but there's like uh, nine or 12 anomalies that simply cannot be explained um, it, it, without going into bizarre probabilities land that just you just can't buy it. So I'm not willing to explain without fraud being considered unless you go to bizarre probabilities land, you're saying. That's exactly right. Exactly. Well said. Um, and then, you know, everything else that we're talking about, we talked about COVID. Okay. This is a willing suspension of disbelief to think that somehow you are uh, going to be infected if you are on a mountain bike trail alone and you don't wear a mask. Yeah, I saw a woman two blocks from here this morning, jogging by herself, jogging, doing exercise, wearing two masks. It doesn't even occur to them to take the masks off and just put them on when you're near people. They're willing to exercise in these masks. Yeah. I, and I would, I would throw one more at you. Um, climate change ideas, climate weirding, global weirding, global warming, global globing, global whatever it is. So... Heavy rain comes into this area, they blame it on man-made causes. Yeah. A hurricane happens, man-made causes. A volcano erupts, man-made causes. An earthquake, man-made causes. Everything is now a man-made cause. They, they, they will not accept the reality that, uh, excuse my French, shit happens, yeah. if you remember the That's phrase right. from the 80s. Yeah, exactly right. You know? it's, and this is, this is about the willing suspension of disbelief. It's not just that they have wrong ideas, and they do. It's this reflection that they want to suspend their disbelief um, because they have a greater agenda at play. And that greater agenda might be uh, Agenda 21, for example, or that they need to save the planet from global warming, uh, which itself is a willing suspension of disbelief. Uh, just going to your point about uh, global warming, you know, they, they keep on moving the goalposts as to when the Earth is going to be uh, beyond, uh, beyond a point of no return. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it was, what was it, 1989 at one point. Right. Uh, then, of course, the year 2000, then 2003, uh, 2000, uh, sorry, 2013, 2011, I think, at some point. And then you had Ocasio-Cortez saying uh, about three years ago that we have 12 years uh, you left. Dropped it down to four. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. like the stock market. You just it's a it's a wavering thing. But the point is that you have to really suspend your disbelief to not factor in all these previous predictions that all failed, and all the previous uh, skies falling predictions as well. And, and, and we're not here to argue those particular points that they're right or wrong. They are wrong, of course. But it's more, I think. What more fascinates me is this willing suspension of disbelief. That's a reflection on the people believing it and why they want to believe it despite the overwhelming evidence, and I mean it, evidence that shows how uh, bizarrely wrong they, they are. And COVID is a very good example of that, where they, 
they they believe these bizarre uh, threats to their very existence uh, unless we completely shut down the economy. Never mind, of course, it's the first time in human history that we shot shut down the entire world and quarantine the healthy. Right, and you're the the wacko for believing that it's not the appropriate response that we should just kind of be more careful, you know, quarantine the unhealthy and the elderly uh, and wash our hands a little bit more often, fine. But to actually shut down the entire economy, I mean, that, that's, that's the first time in history, ever. Now, we've had pandemics in history, yes, the Spanish flu back in 1919, but we didn't respond this way. I mean, that, that, that okay, so that's absurd. I, I don't want to get into the mechanics of it or the, the specific stupidities of it. I'm, I'm simply, that the people are embracing these bizarre um, attitudes and beliefs associated with it. That's what fascinates me. Likewise, um, with transgenderism, okay, that people could willingly embrace the notion that a man can be a woman, and not only that, but that he can now go into a woman's locker room, can participate in women's sports, and declare himself the victor, and we should all be, you know, yelling at a boy or at a girl, as the case may be, right? That's that to me, that is the ultimate willing suspension of disbelief. That and I, I, I was I often say that you know among the transgenders, look, my heart goes out to them. I think it's this dysphoria is a serious issue, uh, but I can't. We're not going to change the entire world and our our whole English language structure, no less, so that you can feel better that we can kind of join you in your dysphoria. We're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to pretend that, you know, like the guy who thinks he's Napoleon. Okay, oh, well, you're Napoleon? Good for you. Okay, tell me how it is with Josephine, sir. You know, no, I, how is your battle with France, uh, you know, with, uh, with England, sir? I, no, no, I'm not going to do that. We're not going to humor you on this level. You need our help. But we're not going to humor you. But nevertheless... There's this willing suspension of disbelief. Well, I think I think you're getting into another even greater point, which is there's a willing suspension of disbelief from these people over here who then force those who don't have the willing suspension of disbelief to participate in their willing suspension of disbelief through lockdowns, mass mandates, global warming uh, uh, adherence. Well, the election results in 2020. The election results. Uh, and, then, and then changing the way we use pronouns because that person over there might take offense. And then, you know, uh, you know tear up a, a video game store. Right. You know, it, or whatever yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's that absurd. And that's what's really going on. And it, it doesn't apply just to those things. I mean, almost any... Uh, social issue of the day. You abortion. Can, uh, you know, it's not really, it's a clump of cells, not a human being. And, and then we're called science deniers when right. we say that clump of cells is going to be a baby. Right. But, and right. if you want the clump of cells to grow into a greater clump of cells and to, to be uh, born, well, then, then it's a baby, right? I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a baby deserving all of the sanctity of human life if you want it. And it's just a clump of cells if you don't want it. Yeah, and it's think, weird. I, and I think this gets on, and maybe this is the, where you want to go with this, maybe not, but it's what occurs to me, which is I'm of the opinion, I've said several times, that they're, the truth is that they believe in things that are so abhorrent 
that they can't be honest about it. They cannot come out and say, yes, we think human beings are disposable and we believe it should be legal to murder them in certain circumstances. We believe that the sanctity of earth is such that we believe all modern societies should be deindustrialized. We believe in locking down you so we can win an election through skullduggery and crater an economy to bring about the socialist utopia we want that we know you don't want. And then the fifth one example real fast is when it comes to border, they can't tell you the truth, which is what the chaos that you think is chaos is not chaos. It is truly our efforts, theirs, to reconquistador the conquistador areas. This is a anti-colonialism, colonialism act, where they're talking about taking these these people from the third world, uh, well, and shithole, to take the over the industrial era. This is what they believe, if you actually know the, the belief of Aslan. I, I, I understand. You know, I don't want to get too much that. in the weeds of that. I'm, I'm talking about, about the willing suspension right, of disbelief. But on any of these issues, they can't even tell their own supporters their own beliefs because their own supporters will go, you're nuts. Yeah. So instead they do these lies and lies and lies and force their own supporters into the suspension of disbelief to make the non-accurate excuse for why these things are happening. Yeah, another example of, of this is the whole um, the, the, the racial issues that are happening. I mean, it's a huge issue, right? Uh, since the George Floyd attack and of course before. And, and if you I mean, the willing suspension of disbelief there is that somehow America is this massively racist country uh, and that the police are attacking blacks in particular in a very aggressive way. They're targeting them uh, with total racist uh, ideology and uh, that the blacks are suffering in this, in this context. Uh, never mind the facts. The facts are, of course, that uh, police kill proportionally far more whites than they do blacks. Uh, and that black-on-black crime is the far greater cause of young black male deaths in particular than anything else. And it's in the Chicago streets and everything else. But, but the willing suspension disbelief is that we all are racist and uh, that bias is a major factor in our civilization and that we live in a, in a country that was, was founded on slavery and everything else. And this is, the, this is Star Wars fantasies. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, that's the level of it. And you say, well, wait a minute. We, we fought a, a civil war where 600,000 men died. Uh, and to say nothing of the disease and the suffering of everyone else. Um, and In order to end slavery. To, to end slavery. Yes. And somehow we still want slavery uh, and such. And then they tell you that, uh, well, you know, America seems to be a great country from an economics point of view. But let's face it, it was built on the backs of slavery. To which you say... Well, if that's the case, then you would expect that the economy of America would, would have gone terribly downhill once the Civil War ended, therefore at the end of slavery, right? But no, on the contrary, we see this incredible growth uh, of the economy since the end of the Civil War. And, and the reason the South lost is because the northern economy and industrial base was so much stronger than the South, which was based on slavery. Yeah, exactly. It's a, oh. it's a, it's a mind-blown situation. But again, it's not about that. It's, it's a willing suspension of disbelief. Everything that they believe uh, is, is what they've been told to believe. It's as if they've been told to watch a movie and said, this is what you will believe. Think of it, if you will, like the character Alex from A Clockwork Orange, right? Where he's forced to watch very violent scenes while Beethoven music is playing in the background. 
uh, and they they have toothpicks kind of holding up his eyes so they can't can't close his eyes. Do you know about that movie? I just. I, so, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not good with eyeball stuff. So don't well, whatever. They, they, they don't touch his eyeballs. They, they, they just, know, ew, just, uh, but they, they force him I to know. watch this stuff. And with the idea in mind of, of changing his free will and so forcing an association of horrible violence with uh, extreme agitation so that he throws up every time he even thinks about violence. And sure enough, that's exactly what happens to him uh, shortly after he's released from prison. Now, that's the way I feel that the left wants to impose their world vision on us on every score. And, but all they're doing is you know, imposing their belief system uh, and they're saying, well, we want you to willingly suspend your belief as well. This is a fantasy, my friends. The, the fantasy that they're projecting upon us is one which is not only wrong but extremely dangerous because it doesn't deal with reality. And yet they're the ones who proclaim that they're the ones following the science, they're the ones following reality, that, they're the one, that we are uh, you know, clinging to our guns and gods and, and fail to see reality as it is. Yeah, well, they whether force, that's COVID, whether that's global warming and so on. Yeah, well, they force greater and greater absurdities on us. Like, for instance, something so simple as this. You're in a restaurant. You stand up. Suddenly the virus can get you. So you better put on a mask. But you sit down you suddenly have a golden shield of immunity around you. You can take off your mask. Well, that, that is the way it works, doesn't it? I, I, that, that, that's science right there. Yeah, yeah science. But, but the point is that you made at the beginning, which is these absurdities, when you start getting a person to behave in compliance with one absurdity, the next absurdity becomes easier and easier and easier until we're entirely conditioned in mass numbers to follow these absurdities altogether. And then there's a great number of people who just follow these absurdities in order not to be harassed by the other people who are willingly following the absurdities. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Well, we started off this podcast with exactly that point. You wake up every day and you scratch your head, at least to the absurdity that is COVID, but my point is that everything is an absurdity on the left. There's, there's nothing on the left that they've taken a position on, at least, that you can say is not utterly absurd. Here's another example. Uh, the stimulus that they're pushing out, $1.9 trillion. We, we Look, I mean, this is, in, in fairness to them, Trump had also issued stimulus packages and such. But the level that they're going right now, which is $2 trillion, and the most recent one, they want to go for another $3 trillion for the purposes of fighting climate change now, right? Um, that, that is, is uh, at some point, it's going to lead to massive inflation, runaway inflation at some point. And that's basic economics. You don't have to love it. It's just the way it is. And that's a willing suspension of disbelief that you can somehow uh, inject a huge amount of money into the economy and expect no consequences. You know, this, uh, won't this be a wonderful thing? We give you a lot of money and everyone just walks about their daily lives with no impact whatsoever. Of, co of course, there's going to be an impact. It's called inflation and it's be, it'll be really bad. Um, we, we talk about how inflation generally accrues every year. It's a healthy inflation and you do want some inflation. You want about 2% every year, Okay. You don't want much more than that because it's about expectations and such. Um, but if it's 10% or more or even 5% or more, it starts throwing off the expectations of the economy and leads to um, very uh, erratic behavior. People start hoarding. 
their money, they start, they start changing behavior um, <clears throat> in a way that, that's not necessarily productive. So they put their money all in gold, let's say, all in silver, all in real estate, all in the stock market for that matter without necessarily saving anything for themselves. It, it, it's not going to be a healthy thing. But again, I don't want to get into the weeds of it. I'm simply talking about this failure to see the reality that you can't just inject things. Now, what they're going to do as a, as a consequence of this, Ari, is they're going to say, well, look how well it worked when COVID was happening, this ter- terrible pandemic. So every time there's a, there's a crisis of whatever kind or that they, they declare a, a crisis, They'll simply inject money into the situation and say, okay, we're all good. See, that's socialism for you, isn't it? I mean, that's, the notion is that you're going to solve a problem by throwing a lot of money at it. So whether that's uh, a disease like COVID or um, an education system or some sort of social, perceived social inequality, whether through reparations or otherwise, right? Uh, or, of course, climate change. So we'll just force all these businesses to shut down and we'll just give them a lot of money in exchange for doing so. And therefore, it won't be any problem. You see how it works? It's very convenient. Now, uh, I, I, I see this time and time again. Uh, and I'm, I'm worried because at some point, the reality becomes, uh, sorry, the, the, uh, the dysphoria becomes the reality. How do you like that? Okay, in the same way that we are pretending to ourselves that a man can be a woman and vice versa at the drop of a hat simply because he or she identifies accordingly. Uh, if you're willing to believe that, you can really literally believe anything. Anything. So they'll tell you things on the news and you just have to accept it. And if you don't accept it, then you're not a person of science somehow. Even, even the math thing that they've got going on, this notion of two plus two is, is not necessarily four. In fact, the very notion that there can be only one answer to a math problem is, what was it, Ari, a racist or... Yeah, two um, plus two equals racist, basically. <laughs> but, basically but, but also that, foundationally uh, that, that, that it was uh, biased in, in favor of Western civilization. Right. Essentially, the bottom line they're saying is if you have answers to specific questions that are absolutely specific, that have no other answer and are not subject to your feelings du jour... That is a form of colonial oppression, i.e. racism. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, their, that's their words. I, I just wanted to have an understanding, and you gave it to me, and I appreciate that. I, I, that's <laughs> why I'm here. That's why you keep my obnoxious personality around for clarity over agreement. Mm. So we, we have not only that, but also grammar, of course. Uh, I was wondering when that, what that was going to happen. I thought we would start off with grammar and spelling and everything else being racist, but no, it started off with math for some reason, but good for them. They moved right away into the grammar situation uh, and that uh, the grammar itself is, is in the, the notion of grammar, that there's proper syntax and such in English, that itself is racist and uh, biased in favor of Western civilization. Well, you're actually and- wrong. They, as we covered on this podcast for the last five years, uh, correct grammar based on pronouns and stuff is actually transphobic. Oh, I see. So you're getting yeah. your you're getting your biases conflated here. Well, wait a minute. I, there, there is not necessarily one answer to that, you know. So True. I'm sorry. Uh, that itself is biased. You I'll see how we go? Education camp. <laughs> well, you know, we since we're in an office, I think you need to implement an office re-education policy 
for your consultants. I know, I know. Look, so we, we spend so much time. This is so stupid. It is so stupid, right. So, and then they also want to um, erase uh, Shakespeare. They want to ra- erase uh, Lee Harper, To Kill a Mockingbird, and all the other books, Huck Finn and so on, merely because they make a reference, even though it's historically uh, to fight slavery, to fight racism and everything else, the fact that they reference a, a word, a racial epithet, uh, in and of itself makes it bannable. I mean, yeah, I, it, that, it, that, it, that, is, that is shocking to me in the sense of, like, at, at least I'm, I'm not in favor of banning any books whatsoever, but if you were to ban books in the past, uh, it's because of what the book is advocating, right? Not necessarily what it's, uh, just because there's a word there that's offensive, but it was actually advocating and it's actually showing a, 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 you know, a bad person saying this word. That's, that's the whole point. But anyway, of course, it's, it's, well, well, it's, that, it's all topsy no, so what, what am I? Why am I ex- expecting consistency? But, but I think that's important. That's what my point was a few minutes ago. Their actual goals are so abhorrent, they can't even tell their own people that they believe it. So they ban books, like Huck Finn is a perfect example, that have clear examples of biased behavior during a historical time so that people can learn from it in the future, not mimic or repeat that behaviors. So they eliminate that book, that example, that lesson, clearly because they want biased uh, behaviors to come up in the future and they act on those biased behaviors today. Cigna was reported, the insurance company was reported yesterday as saying we will no longer hire white men. Acting with bigotry against a certain class of people publicly as if that's a virtue signal uh, quality that should be mimicked and carried forward in the future, which is totally lost in the lesson that Huck Finn teaches of not being biased against someone who used to be a slave. Well, yeah, that's that's an excellent point. And look, you, you notice how you can talk about the left and the right divide and you know conservative and liberal divide in terms of hypocrisy right we we are talking constantly in terms of hypocrisies you know how can they say for example the, the gun control situation where or the, the shootings when it's a white man then they immediately release the name and they they try to convey that he's a pro-trump guy god god willing he'll be a pro-trump guy that'll be so juicy and conservative or whatever but if it's uh, appears to be a Muslim man, an Asian man. Well, then they, 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 they don't identify and they don't want to rush to conclusions. Okay, that's hypocrisy, right? Of course. So it shouldn't matter, especially when it comes from the perspective of the victims. What do they care? You know, what the identity of the... Is your life less important merely because of the identity of your, your perpetrator killer? No. But that's just one example of hypocrisy. And we can talk about hypocrisy all the time, how they believe in science of one kind but not another kind, uh, how there's racism uh, in favor of, of blacks, but against, uh, you know, whites. Uh, hypocrisy's up the wazoo, yeah, right? Big, but we, bad racism here, good racism there. Uh, right. Uh, we could talk yeah. about it all day long, but they, but that's really not what I've been noticing. I, I mean, that, that will get us nowhere because that's all we do. Yeah. That, really, when you think, when you boil it down, most of what we talk about on this podcast, and for that matter, on my Sunday show and in my books, when we're talking about God and not God, there, there's hypocrisy that we are, that's a central focus in many ways. But, but that will always be the case. Leftism has always been hypocrisy. Uh, socialism itself, you know, this notion that you'll get a, a better world. But, you know, we know by, by definition that socialism leads to a far more destructive world, that the greatest 
source of wealth has been generated because of capitalism, not because of socialism, and so on and so on. What, what is a more important thing to look at is this, the mindset. It's not the hypocrisies. There are hypocrisies, of course, but it won't get you anywhere. The mindset of the willing suspension of disbelief, it's a reflection of, about us as individuals that leads us into these absurd positions, and then we talk about hypocrisies. But, but it's, that's putting the cart before the horse. We have to understand what leads a mind to embrace these hypocrisies in the first place that doesn't even see it as a result of embracing this bizarre ideology called leftism. That's, that's where I want to get at, and that's the whole point of this, of this show. We, we'll get stuck if we only talk about, well, you know, on the one hand, um, they declare Trump racism, but they embrace, you know, the late Robert Byrd, who was a KKK member, uh, and he was the, the lion of the Senate. Right. Well, they cancel uh, so Dr. Seuss, but they won't cancel the Democrat Party. Yeah. I, I, you're, you're so right. Now, conversationally, in the in the topical moment of the day, these things yeah. as compares and contrasts, yeah, they make good points. But you're addressing something that's so, you know, brilliantly overarching as, as a great example of the greater behaviors we're seeing, which is terrifying because it's essentially a window into the societal madness that destroys civilizations. Yeah. Uh, Germany, 19, you know, let's say 1908, was probably the most educated, most advanced, most civilized place on earth. And, you know, with the culture and the art and the legacy of the kinds of thinkers and creators, no one would, and, and mathematicians and scientists, and no one would ever imagine that 30 years later, the, the madness that would envelop that civilization would utterly turn it to ash. Yeah, you that's know? a great point. And, and that also involved the willing suspension of disbelief that somehow uh, there are countries being uh, overrun by these people called the Jews and gypsies and everything else. Uh, and that, you know, Hitler was the answer to all their problems and, and to ignore the, the massive concentration camps that they knew or they had to have known was, was happening. Yeah, that the, and their conquest the of all of Europe. And friends and doctors and lawyers and bankers were all just disappearing. Yeah. Oh, where where did Goldsmith go? Smillersmith, Bernstein, you know, yeah. uh, where did they all go? Yeah. You, know, you know, and and um, it, it, I think I think the parallel is also interesting. And this was a keystone that you gave me through your research in the books: "Atheism Kills, Atheism Destroys," which was Hitler's aim was not to destroy the Jews; it was to annihilate God. It was there to annihilate the the Western civilization religions that were based on the Judeo-Christian civilization. And after destroying the Jews, he was going to then go after the Catholics and then the Protestants That's to exactly eliminate right. all of the religion-based the religion -based parts of his civilization, which goes to my point of there was no way the Nazis could literally espouse their true intentions and ever sell it to any part of the public. Hey, it, you know, it, 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 so as, as disgusting as it is to say we must eliminate the Jewish cockroach threat to all of us, you know, uh, that's the way they put it, right? Uh -huh. Okay, as as bad as that was, that could at least sell to those who are not Jewish. Much harder to sell to the normal person in the middle in Germany in those days was uh, we have this plan to annihilate all of you who believe in God. Yeah, 
That's right. So That's they right. could. So like these examples I give today, where the Democrat Party can't tell you what they really want: deindustrialization, reconquistador of the American Southwest, the complete banning of the ability to defend yourself, the complete banning of words, thoughts, and speech. Yeah. Etc. They have to say, well, we're just addressing global warming. We're just being compassionate to those who are in need, who are not uh, among us. You know? Yeah, everything with Hitler was incremental, right? So he slowly got people adjusted to the idea of greater and greater restrictions, at least as to the Jews, uh, and, and greater and greater horrific uh, things that he himself was doing, conquests and otherwise. And then, of course, murdering millions of people. Uh, that that he got them used to at the end of the day. And it will not happen overnight. That's exactly Ari's point, that somehow people will, you know, if, if they suddenly said today, we are hereby banning all free speech, uh, all notion of speech whatsoever, unless you are supporting the Biden administration uh, and the Harris, uh, you know, vice presidency and such, and you, you believe the following statements and you repeat it over and over again, that there is no crisis at the border, climate change is real. There is trans- no election fraud. There's no election fraud, yeah. and so on. If you, these are the things that you're allowed to say, you may not say anything else, uh, then of course there would be a massive problem. I, I assume, and I, God willing, there would be a massive problem among the population. However, that is not happening. They, they are doing small little incremental changes. Right, well, am I equating- Two masks. Yeah, am yeah. I equating, that's a good point. Am I equating this to Hitler right now? No, but it is a technique that Hitler used. How yeah, about and, that? And this is one of the, the dichotomies of our podcast I think is so interesting and cool, which is we don't agree on all of these things. Sure. Usually we agree on substance of subject matter. We don't necessarily agree on substance of, of, um, of behaviors, of messages. Right. So I've, and I've gotten in trouble with certain people in our lives, institutions, et cetera, that I shall not mention, because I say the clarion call of never again. I see Hitlerianism rising in these behaviors. I see in the, in the elimination of a hot dog from uh, a, a, uh, a menu in a certain institution as akin to Hitler's banning of the way you cook a lobster and saying, well, this only leads to one place. Right. Oh, calm down, you paranoid Jew, they would say to me. Right. You know, so I, I will say the mask to me is the is the forced wearing of the yellow star or the armband, you know? Ari David, he's been banned on every social platform imaginable, including Parlor, Gab, and Me We. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So truly, uh, yes. Um, all right. So, so and, no, and you don't, you, you, it's helpful to say, and how did we meet? Because I was a social media consultant. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so good at his job, he got kicked out of the playgrounds that he worked in. <laughs> yeah. All right. The point is Woo. that, look, you're right, uh, that this is, uh, this is cause for concern, but it cannot that um, the one overarching thing that is consistent with everything we're saying, including what, what we talked about with Hitler and the rise of fascism and such like that, is the willing suspension of disbelief. You cannot achieve what Hitler achieved without getting your population to willingly suspend their notion of disbelief. And we're seeing that right here in America, of all places, Land of the free, home of the brave, of all places, we're seeing a massive number of people engaging in a willing suspension of disbelief to their dramatic detriment. 
This is why, this is why Dennis Prager and I are so disappointed, and yet we are now beginning to understand why they have been so supine when it comes to dealing with COVID, uh, dealing with the race relations, how they, they genuflect to Black Lives Matter, uh, and all are, that, that we've seen there. Uh, the, the far left, the you far know, left. They, they, the people who are genuflecting. And worrying is part of our job, I suppose, at the end of the day, isn't it, Ari? But we, we need to make the clarion call, and we need to be the ones that, that lead, to some extent. We need to send the message out that you need to stand for something. But, but today, not only do you need to stand for something, you need to see the realities. You need to study up, learn what's really going on, and see the patterns, not just as you see them today, but also how they connect to history. And where you think that such attitudes and visions and um, willing suspensions of disbelief will lead to going forward in the years to come. Look, we've often said this, and this is maybe where I'll, I'll end up, Ari, that I, I wonder if we could take a video, somehow take a video of the culture as it will be in the year 2071, 50 years from now, right? And bring it back to the present day, 2021, and show it to people that you and I know and love, and, and even some lefties for that matter, and say, would you like to see the video? And to a man, to a woman, uh, they have each said to me, I don't really want to see it. The lefties, you mean? Even the lefties, they don't want to see it because they themselves have a sense that society is unraveling. Yes, they, they're all for progressivism, but 50 years from now, wow, that's a hell of a lot. And even they know that in the past five years alone, five years, this country has changed in dramatic ways. And they don't know how it's going to change in 50 years from now. Yeah, how that, how could they? That's a great point because you and I know exactly how it'll change. We know your present is your future. So if we're living in Los Angeles in the 1990s and we're seeing the Democrat Party succeeding and succeeding and succeeding and the teachers unions and these, these career Democrat politicians who believe in leftist ideas are winning elections, we were all saying at the time... Well, no, no uh, excrement, Sherlock. We know that that'll lead to uh, uh, dislocation and poverty and blight. And you fast forward to today, and you drive just adjacent to Beverly Hills, and there's shanty towns and tents and blight and garbage piles that look like Calcutta. And my attitude is, well, I saw that coming. That was no surprise. So if you elect a Trump, you'll have... You know, and, and you elect Trumpism, like a Ron DeSantis type people at your state and local level, and a Trump type at the national level. In 30 years, you'll have an America that looks like the 1950s or 1980s. If yeah. you elect a Joe Biden or a Barack Obama or a Cami Harris or an Ocasio Cortez or any of these other people, you're going to have a country in 50 to 75 years that'll look like Hitler's Germany yeah. after the war, bombed out, ruined, destroyed depopulated crap hole. And it's obvious. I don't even have to... I'm willing to look at that tape, but I don't need to. I know based on what won the election, finger quotes, won in um, uh, November uh -huh. 2020, that if that's not curtailed in 2022, 2024, 2026, 
our, our uh, 2070 fate when I turn 100 years old is absolutely assured. Elections will be a joke, and then they will tell you that if you don't agree with them on the outcome of the election, that you are against democracy and so forth. So that, 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 is, that is the problem. And look, at the end of the day, what we're looking at is, you know, I guess a question of why Trump was hated so much. You could say, okay, the tweets and that he was very brash and so on. I, I think that has nothing to do with the hatred that they had of him. The real reason why they hated him so much, beyond just the fact that he was so effective, I mean, that, that was a very big part of it. But the real reason is that he pulled the wool over everyone's Sorry, he he, he undid. Yeah, he took to, yeah took the wool off of our eyes, and showed reality, and he, you know, pricked the bubble of, of the willing suspension of disbelief. Yes. And and all of a sudden, and, and that was the risk. That was something that the left just could not abide, could not abide. That is the reason why, and that is what we have to guard against. That is what we are dealing with. And the willing suspension of disbelief can only come in a world without God. That's what you're going to see more of. And more bizarre behaviors, more bizarre agendas, more bizarre statements for that matter. And they will expect you to nod along. Do not. Fight it. Fight for God. Fight for free speech. Fight for America. Fight, fight for faith. And we might just win in the battle of the willing suspension of disbelief. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.